What's up, everybody? My name is Lee. Some of you guys might know me as Intuition, and you are tuned in to Kinda Neat. Thank you for tuning in, as always. Today is Sunday, as I'm recording this, and it is officially the first day of summer. Coincidentally, I have a song that came out a while back called First Day of Summer, and generally, on this day... My Twitter mentions get blown up with people sending clips of that video and tagging me in them and saying it's the first day of summer, etc., etc. And if there's one good thing coming out of all of the turmoil that our country is currently in between social uprisings for racial equity, racial justice, the COVID crisis, the unemployment rates, the economy crashing, all of these terrible things are happening. The only good thing to come out of it is that nobody, not a single person tagged me today with First Day of Summer song. And I fucking thank you guys for that. Has that song finally stopped coming back to haunt me? Perhaps. We shall see next year if people get back to it. But for this year, perhaps people have forgotten it. But I can tell that it's the first day of summer because right before I recorded this, I was procrastinating by buying new pairs of Vans, including a pair of a white pair, which I generally, I buy one every couple of summers and just beat the shit out of them and then buy a new pair. I cannot keep white shoes clean to save my life. I wish I could. Uh, that's why I've just never been able to be a sneakerhead because I just step in shit willy nilly. Like, not literal shit, but I'm just like, as soon as I put them on, there's a scuff on them. It's crazy. I don't understand how I do it, but I managed to. What has been going on in life? It's so hard to do the intros now because I don't do anything. I've been back to work a little bit doing interviews and episodes. You guys know that because you're listening, so that's a bit meta. Other than that, you know, I'm at the house not doing shit. Not leaving still. The world is opening back up. Not slowly, but surely. It's actually opening up, I think, rather quickly. And already after the first two weeks of the world starting to kind of open back up, there have been explosions of new cases of COVID. Arizona, I think, is currently testing at a 20% positive rate. And I don't know if you've been reading about what they're hoping the positive rates would be to safely open the country back up. They think that out of every test that they give, as tests continue to increase and increase and increase, like in the in the number of people that get tested, they think that the number should be down around 8% positive, right? So out of 100 tests that they do, eight people, if eight people come back positive, they would be able to manage the contact tracing and kind of keep the curve going down. So with a 20% positive rate in Arizona, that means out of 100 people, 20 people are testing positive, and those 20 people might be spreading it to other people. Arizona, not looking good for you right now. So yeah, California's curve never quite flattened. And I will say, though, I, maybe I mentioned this last week, of all the protests that I went to, it did feel very like COVID safe. It was definitely everyone had masks on. That I saw. And the few that I saw that didn't have masks on, I tried to keep my ass away from them. And they still had masks on. They were just like pulled down. You know what I mean? I get it. It's hard to wear masks. It's boring to be inside. But, man, you will not catch me going back to a quote-unquote normal routine until there's some kind of advancement 
in figuring this virus out, some kind of treatment, some kind of vaccine, something that makes it feel as though your risk of dying from it is not really high when you catch it. Then again, I don't know. I was trying to like do some math the other day and looking at all of the cases in Italy versus all of the cases in the United States and then averaging them out against the population or like dividing that by the total population of each country because people were making it seem as though, well, rightfully so, that America the hardest, it it has 100% hit America the hardest, right? And I was trying to see how much harder it had hit America than it hit Italy. And I forget the exact numbers, but I do remember the results that like, 0.4% of Italy caught coronavirus, and that's just going by the number of positive cases they had versus the number of their total population. And in America, 0.6% of the population has caught it. So I don't know what that data means because I'm not a fucking data analyst, but I know as a gut instinct, a gut reaction to hear that 0.4% or 0.6%, less than 1% of the country caught it, seems reassuring to an extent. I'm sure that some people would try to argue that that means all of this was a big, all of this was much ado about nothing, perhaps, or that, or I know extremists and radicalists would want to say that, oh, that means that this was a hoax. That said, the way that virality works is that 1% can turn into 20% really quickly. 20% can turn into 100% really quickly. So I just think that, honestly, we're never going to understand the extent and the damage that this did until we're a few years out from it. We're not going to be able to see all the people who died as a, a side effect of the COVID crisis, you know? Like... Rest in peace, my mother-in-law. I really think that she was, I think that she was, she went to the hospital and and I think was like lost in the mix of, of COVID patients and didn't get the proper treatment, you know? And I'm sure that when the dust settles, there's going to be a lot of deaths that can be, the finger can be pointed at COVID even if they weren't COVID positive, just because of how our healthcare system had to react to it. I don't know. We'll see. I think um, in the middle of the AIDS crisis in the 80s, there was such a lack of understanding of the actual virus and how it worked. And there was a lot of like ridiculous panic that set in. I don't know. Maybe history will show that this was similar and that, you know, obviously scientists weren't able to communicate or figure out how this virus actually works before the panic set in. I don't know. As of right now, I've not met anyone personally who has contracted COVID. But then again, I know like dozens of people who think in hindsight, oh, yeah, I think I had it. But I don't know how to get an antibody test. I know where to go get tested. Like you can do it at Dodger Stadium in L.A., but I don't know where to get an antibody test. But again, that's because like our healthcare system in America is fucked. Like... It's so difficult to go to the fucking doctor that I just don't bother going to the doctor. I don't know if that's your experience. That's definitely my experience. 
I definitely am, am hoping that everything that I just said is not accidentally sounding as though I'm some coronavirus conspiracy theorist or trying to convince anybody that this is not as serious as it, as it is, because it, my intentions are the exact opposite, is I think as we know that we are misinformed, uninformed, unaware, and don't have the proper resources or data to really make any decisions or call it, I would rather err on the side of safety. And so that's why, even though there are restaurants opening back up, I'm not going to a restaurant. Even though there are movie theaters opening back up, I'm not going to a theater, like, et cetera, et cetera. I just think that it's still too early to be getting back into your, like, quote unquote, normal routine. I have been back doing some work on another project where I was directing some other videos. And the office we've been recording in or the studio we've been recording in has been really um, cautious about everything. And it's good. It's hard. And you have to, like, remind yourself to remain cautious because it's very easy to sort of get comfortable and be around these people who aren't showing any symptoms or, or that just feel like, oh, well, you're not sick. I'm not sick. It's cool. And, you know, just human nature makes you want to gravitate closer than six feet to somebody. Human nature wants you to or human nature makes you want to see somebody's mouth as they're talking and see their expressions. And common sense makes you want to be in the same room as the thing that's getting filmed so you can see what's happening and not just watch it remote type stuff. But at the same time, I get it. Like, this is the new world we're in where... A lot of work moving forward in the future is going to have to be remote, I think. Like, it's just gonna. That said, it should be already. I think, if anything, in our current society, one of the things that's going to get looked back on in the future as really archaic is just this idea of communal creative spaces, like offices for, for like, creative. I just don't understand it. Like, I'm not creative when I'm around other people. I need to fucking be by myself and I get so much more work done when I'm at home by myself, which I've been doing for the last 10 years than than like ever being in an office, particularly an open floor plan. An open floor plan is one of the worst inventions in office culture, you know, since I don't know, since like dangerous factory lines or something like it's just terrible. I don't understand how anybody could work in that environment personally. I would never be able to get anything done, and I'm very grateful that I've never had to be in one of those. So anyway, I think as people have been working from home and still been in the creative industries being able to get shit finished and get shit done, I just think, like, man, people would save a lot of money shutting down their offices, tearing down those buildings, turning them into parks. You know what I mean? Plant some fucking trees there. Tear down those big-ass buildings. Let people work from home. Or build some fucking affordable housing instead of your big-ass office space that nobody actually needs to be at because you can do all that shit remotely. Who knows? I did get back to starting to take the dog herding, which I talked about a few episodes ago, and people actually responded in kind to it. They're like, oh, yeah, tell us more about herding. So we took three months off. This is actually a really kind of sad story. We took three months off, and... um finally went back and are doing the whole like face mask social distancing thing up there but because cooper hadn't been in three months he was a bit rusty and so the we've gone two times and then each time that you go up there you get two rounds that are about 10 minutes and so in those two rounds 
or in those four rounds, Cooper was really kind of like trying to entertain himself more than really listen to me. And so it was a few steps back. And I'm sure it'll come back to him because as we were ending right before the COVID crisis, he was really getting pretty decent at it. Like as far as listening goes, one of the biggest things and hardest things to get a dog to do when you're training them to herd is to just get them to lay down and stop like stop chasing the sheep for a second listen to me lay down wait till i tell you you can go again it's basically like trying to rip a video game controller out of a kid's hand or something like they throw a fit they don't want to do that and he was getting really good towards the end before the covid crisis at like every time i would tell him to lay down or at least to sit and just stop for a second he would do it and he would wait to tell me until i told him to go again which was a huge step there's a lot of other stuff that he's not great at yet. He's not great at outruns. He runs too straight at him, but that's more of a breed thing. Like He's more bred to work in straight lines because he's bred to work cattle more than sheep. Um, sheep dogs, you want him to make big circles and go around and like make the sheep move without, like in a gracious way, like without scaring them or making them go from zero to 100. And so anyway, he was doing really well with some stuff. And then this time when we went back, it was just balls to the wall. He was going crazy, splitting the sheep up and then just like chasing one around to kind of play and bring it back to the others and stuff. And it was not total chaos, but it was a little bit of chaos. And then the first day that we were back on the second round, there's this big giant field that we go out into where we try to work on those outruns that I was just talking about, like when they run far away from you and circle around and bring the sheep back to you. And so he split one of the sheep off and then the gate of the field was open and he chased the sheep. The sheep decided to run outside of the gate. Now, Paul, my cantankerous herding trainer, has always told me, like, I'm going to leave that gate open, but, you know, they don't usually run out there. But if they do and your dog chases one of those sheep out into that mountain, you're going to go run after it, not me. And so as I see the sheep run out of that gate, I go, oh, fuck. This is the first time that I've seen one of the sheep run out there, and I'm going like, Coop is going to blow it, and he's going to fucking chase the sheep up into the mountain, and I'm going to have to chase this fool, and this is going to be a miserable day now. But he surprised the shit out of me, and what he does is circles counterclockwise around the sheep and kind of gets it pinned against the fence, and he gets behind it and runs it back to me. He brings it back inside the gate and brings it back to the circle of sheep that I'm with. And I was giddy, like damn near jump for joy, like, holy shit, like I can't believe he did that. He did his job. Like that is what they are bred to do. And he did it. It was like this really glorious moment of training and instinct kind of clicking. And so instantly I'm ready to like put his leash on because you try to Every time you see them do something good that, like, is a new thing that they did, you want to stop them and not let them do anything bad afterwards. Like, because if they do something good and you praise them for it, but then they go right back to doing something bad, then they're not going to learn anything. You know, you got to stop them when they're on when they're on the right track and let them think about that for the rest of the week. Right. So I'm thinking like, okay, I'm going to put his leash on. But then he comes back up to me. Most of the time, mind you, for full transparency, it's pretty tough to get his leash on. I'm like, I have to get him sat down. And then he sees me pull the leash up and I'm going, that'll do, that'll do. And sometimes he goes, nope, that won't do. I'm going to run off for you. So I'm always ready to kind of like have to go. Hey, you look down. And so I'm getting ready to do that. But he just kind of comes up to me and stops. And I go, what? I'm like, are you all right? And at this point, the sheep kind of surround us. Like they see that he's about to give up or something. And 
it was just so weird. I'm like, he, one, never really gives up like that. And two, to see this sheep kind of just split up and surround us as they were like super comfortable. It almost looked like they're, they were like, what now, bitch? <laughs> we're in control here. And so I'm like, Coop, are you all right? And I, he takes a step towards me, but it's like kind of a limp step. And I lift up his paw thinking that it's like a foxtail or something. But it turns out that since he hadn't been back in so long, and this is like a big field of like dirt. You know, I like packed down dirt since he hadn't been back in so long. His calluses on his paws had gotten kind of soft, I guess, because I've been working him out mainly in grass. You know, like we go on walks on concrete sometimes, but I take him usually like once or twice a day to this big field where we play fetch and work on training and shit. And so I guess his pads had gotten soft and his front pads, the big palm print part, both kind of split and ripped up. I felt so fucking terrible. And so the next like, Two or three days after that, I was having to, like, carry him to the bathroom. He could barely walk. I felt terrible. I had to buy some booties, and I bought him basically, like, some dog A&D ointment for his paws. Like, it's, like, some uh, paw salve or salve. My mom says salve. I say salve. I don't know which is correct. And we had to, like, kind of – I had to kind of, like, nurture him back to health. I feel terrible saying this. I swear I'm a good dog owner. I take this dog to do the thing that he is instinctually bred to do when he absolutely loves it and he has a happy and fulfilled life. It just happened – it just so happens that he hurt himself because he was going so so fucking hard because he was so excited to, like, get back to it. And so, anyway – He's fine now. That was two weeks ago. He's perfectly fine. His paws have completely healed. It only took about three days. On the third day, he woke up and brought me his tug-of-war rope, like a tug-rope tug thing, and wanted to play tug-of-war. And, you know, I was like, oh, you're back to normal. You want to play? And at that point, it was like we went back out on walks into the park, and he was fine. And I also got him this spray stuff that you spray on there that's like, a mixture of alcohol and iodine and stuff that like toughens up the callus. So I've been spraying that on too sometimes and he's back to normal. And so, yeah, hurting is back, which, which is a nice step in the right direction towards normalcy. But again, ain't catching me at a movie theater or concert anytime soon. Blah, blah. All right. I've said enough. Today's guest is somebody who I've already spoken to previously on the You Feel Me podcast, so I'm going to put a link to that original conversation in the description, I think, and I'll put a uh, I'll put a link in the YouTube video as well as where you can hear that conversation because this was just kind of a short catch-up. It's not a full, like, in-depth kind of neat episode because we did a really full in-depth episode less than a year ago um, on the other podcast I was doing. So if you've been following along with the podcast, you've already heard me talk to Maxo. And so this was actually... This was actually recorded maybe a month ago, and it was the very first episode that we recorded after a a two-and-a-half-month break for coronavirus. So this was our first attempt at getting back into the studio and kind of testing the waters as to, like— what the vibe would be like if people were feeling safe and comfortable. And honestly, that's why I hit Maxo up because I think, you know, there was a certain level of trust or something and he was willing to get in there. And so, yeah, it was good to catch up with him. That said, if you really want to get his full story, like I said, go check out You Feel Me because this is more of just like, a, you know, bullshitting. He also performed, which is Really why I wanted to have him on Kind of Neat is because I wanted to get a, a live video performance that we didn't get from him on on the You Feel Me podcast. So, yeah, go check out YouTube.com slash Kind of Neat to see him perform. This is one of my current favorite rappers from this new generation. I've talked about it before, but his record, Little Big Man, is 
spectacular, super bright future. Go check out Little Big Man. Go check out our previous podcast. And without further ado, here is my conversation with Maxo. How do you feel about recording yourself? Some rappers hate that shit. I, I mean, I, I, I need to. I've been needing to like get into a certain zone. I'm seeing to make music how I want to. Yeah. So learning how to record myself and work the programs has been super beneficial to me. Yeah. But I can see how it get tedious because some niggas just want to get up in there and rap. I feel that. I was somebody, when I was trying to make raps, I liked recording by myself because I never had to do the, hey, one more time, one more time, yeah. one more time. To and the engineer, you always feel bad like when you fuck up the table. Hey, one more time, one more time, one more time. For real, dude. I'm tired of beefing. That's one thing. I'm tired of beefing with the engineer. Yeah. I'm like, for <laughs> so real. for me, it was just like, ah, oh, I fucked that up. Okay, space bar, for delete, real. space bar. I'm All right, we're good. I'm over it. Yeah. Um, so... Full transparency, this is my first podcast that I've recorded since the world shut down. Mm. So so you're the first one back. And Let's get it. Yeah. So how do you feel like life has changed for you during the pandemic? Has it affected your obviously it's affected everyone's day to day. How has it affected yours? I noticed I've had to like try to get a routine going because mm. I just over here like not knowing what no day the structure. Weekend. You feel me? All the structure to what we was doing was kinda it's kinda out the window. So that's real. Trying to like develop new structure in my life right now. Like what, scheduling a shower every day or something? So, like? Sometimes I I was like it ain't no like like try to cook or something. Mm-hmm. Like or try to like get up and do something, get up at a certain time even though you don't have to. Yeah. Like, just little things to keep sharp. Mm. But it's hard, though, man, because it's, it's hella freedom right now. And uh, it, too much freedom for me. Yeah, it's hella freedom. And that's one of those things is where my sleep schedule has not caught up to the fact that I have nothing to do. So I'm still, like, up at 6.30 for no fucking reason. Word. And I'm like, what am I supposed to do now for the rest of the day? Mm. Now that I'm awake, my body just won't let me sleep in and shit. Yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, for me, it's been a little nerve-wracking just, like— wondering about when can I get back to work and doing yeah. shit like this because, you it's, know, this, this is my economy. Yeah, this is where we operate yeah. in the midst of. So it's right. like, I, it's kind of, it's just different, bro. It's kind of yeah. like, I, at the end of the day, I'm glad we healthy. I'm gl- I, I'm like, I'm glad my, my family is healthy and everything, yeah. but like, it's just weird stuff going on, like that you can't ignore and it's hard to kind of even focus on yourself that's right real. now that's real because it's just mad shit happening do you, do you have a lot of family that you haven't been able to see or are you still seeing everybody hella but zoom yeah like, okay, it has yeah. been helping out yeah. um like just facetime yeah. like my grandma uses facetime nice. you feel me so yeah. like little shit like that yeah, like that's the thing. My grandmother lives about an hour and a half away. That's perfect. Yeah, you know, you phone, just, phone calls and the that's it. The thing is, you can't, I can't pull up on nobody. Yeah, exactly. So I that's really it. can't like visit yeah. her or. That's what I'm saying. It's like I, I'm actually almost appreciative that most of my family is so far away because at least that part feels normal. Mm-hmm. That said, in these two months, I my mom's always down here in March. Yeah. Didn't get to see her. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So like, yeah. yeah 
FaceTiming and talking on the phone and shit is, is still feels normal. But I, I think like if they did live closer, it would be a lot more of a struggle for me to be like, Sit I gotta still. stay away from them. True. I'd be like, man, I'm gonna go visit True. probably. Like, True. yeah, I, I'm trying not to be selfish. In that as sense. selfish as that is, I'm like, thank God I don't have that temptation because I, it's just not there for me. We did a podcast together last year, uh-huh. and I'm just—I I always wanted to have you on, come in and do a performance. So really, uh-huh. we're just doing this like as a little catch-up podcast yeah, because I feel sure, like that's the—that's sure. the format. So for if sure. you guys—if you guys listening want to hear us talk for a full hour, we did one last year on the You Feel Me podcast. So this is just kind of a little touch-up, mm-hmm. and you guys can go do the whole family history research that I did do with your him. Googles. Yeah, do your googles exactly. So since last year when we spoke, it was like kind of. Relatively soon after Lil Big Man came out. It was. How has life changed since that project, other than the pandemic? And, like, what's it been like? Life life changed just as, as with how I'm looking at things, more say, even, like, music. Yeah. Like, a lot of stuff that was seen intangible is, like, closer. So it's, like, what I'm thinking about. Like, my mom told me the other day I need to set some new goals. Wow. So it's, like... Because you already achieved the old ones. Um, yeah, and it's wow. like, I don't really, like, I'm not really, I don't know. It's just, like, I'm trying not to, I'm trying to remember that, like, music is one thing I do. Yeah. And not get, like, caught up in it. Like, I still have a whole life, and I'm a whole entity without. So it's like, I'm trying to, like, just, just stay, like, solid. Like, you feel me? Absolutely. Those were two—you made two very poignant points right in a row that I kind of want to unpack. Because, one, I'm always trying to tell people to remember that the artists they love are complete three-dimensional human beings. They are not just the music they make, right? And it's important to be, I think, approached in that sense Mm -hmm. from fans. Like, one thing I hate to see is when you get harasser-ass fans that be tweeting at you like, hey, put— Put the new yeah. tape out. Where's the new tape? Like, like fuck you, man. <laughs> I need it. to fucking, I need to live Relax, a little bit. Like, fuck off. Real. Yeah. So, so how, how do you feel like you um, are trying to kind of like focus on that and center that kind of like three-dimensional trying, beingness, you know? I'm trying to just like be present yeah. is one thing. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a big thing. And just be patient. Just like, just those two things. Mm-hmm. Just trying to focus on and just like. Just not be so hard on myself sometimes. Don't stress the little yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like, like, yeah, just those, for real. The other thing that you just said that, that sticks out to me is um, you said that um, your mom said that you need new goals. Mm-hmm. That is scary because there's not there's nothing scarier in life than looking at the blank page right like starting that next song or starting that next chapter but it's kind of it'd be kind of freeing though yeah it'd be kind of freeing because it's like you're not attached to anything that you're trying to yeah that you like you just when you get past like when you realize you could do some shit and then you like you get more comfortable and grow into it it's like it's it's not as daunting. You feel me? Yeah. Like all the time. That's the thing is that uh, a lot of people aren't lucky enough to ever complete their one like life goal. You know what I'm saying? Yo, like, I, yo, I really just wanted my life goal really was to just hear my mom and my people proud of me. Like, you feel me? Already. <laughs> like, yeah. Yo, I don't. The thing is, I'm a simple ass motherfucker. Yeah. So it's like what I what I will get. Like, I don't—my goals is not, like, 
like it's some tangible things, but it's not really. It's like, not like material goals. It's like happiness goals. Yeah, I'm just trying to like get a feeling. I, so yeah. like, I was able to get that off of that, and it's like that was you feel me? I'm yeah. like damn. And I now your boss like, hey man, I'm already fucking proud of you. Make a new yeah, goal. Yeah, <laughs> like you feel me? Like <laughs> now make a million dollars and invest the next goal. <laughs> now I'll do some other shit. So, yeah. but I'm I'm just trying to take it easy, bro. Has the safer at home orders helped or hurt creativity, or has it stayed the same for you? What you mean? What you like mean? S- staying at home and being separated from everybody has it kind of like have it has it put you in a creative drought, or is it ha- uh, has it put you in a creative explosion? It forced me to get busy with some things. Yeah, so it's put me in like a, I've been I've been going up. I think really, yeah, that's dope. Because I feel yeah. hey, it's almost like fifty like, fifty. It I goes learned, either one way or the other. Like, fi- I learned how to record myself and that's and right, like work a program that. Is really like, like that's like I was uh, I was using engineers to this point. Yeah. So it's are you like, on, you're using Pro Tools? Yeah, I'm using uh, Ableton. Oh, Ableton. Yeah. So both I'm, of those are like a foreign language, real shit. Man, those yeah. are and at first them things be intimidating to me because there's so many options. But oh, I'm yeah. like, this is second nature because I've right. been watching people right. do this forever. That's it. So it, it's funny recording really is like kind of cracking the matrix cuz you start to be able to look at the waves and like know what word they are and, and shit and, and communicate yeah. and being able to communicate it better too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's funny. I I had a overcast on the show. Oh yeah, bro, bro. Yeah, and so talking to him right before all this shit happened he was just like, the way he was talking about making beats, I was like, oh, man. That I forgot nigga. how fun making beats is. I'm like, you know what? And he's on FL Studio. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm about to go home and download FL Studio. I went home, and that's what I've been doing the whole break is just, like, trying the, to bang out beats. The thing about that nigga is yeah. he'll make a beat just as good on an iPhone. Oh, I know. <laughs> you feel me? That nigga's when, when you Yeah, when you're, like, when you really got it, yeah, he's just going to go up the, on anything. Yeah, the programs is just it the tools because it's up here. Yeah, yeah, that's what real. it is. And they just need the they just need the thing to get it out yeah, of them. for real. For that's real. how DiBiase is. That's how my homie Mark Word. is. Like, those, those guys, like, you just give them a tool and they're going to make it work. For real. Yeah, for he's real. one of those cats. Yeah. Bright future. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, that so that's, the, like, the way you're learning Ableton, I'm trying to re- relearn FL Studio and get some beats. Bro, it's a good, it's something good to, like, Touch back up, yeah. I feel if you, especially if you know how to do it. I'm trying to get busy with like Adobe Illustrator. Oh yeah, yeah. Like all that shit. Like I'm trying yeah. to really go up with that. It's funny because I have the Adobe Suite and I use Audition to help me chop the samples because I'm like better in that than I am <laughs> at, in like Slice X That's or anything. So, yeah. That's tight though. The last time that I ran into you in real life, I don't know if you remember this, was at this Mocha event. Ooh. Where mm-hmm. yeah, Tebe and his mom were talking to each other on stage in front of a bunch yeah. of people, and I ended up sitting like a couple seats away from you. Mm-hmm. And there was this moment where all eyes were on you. Do you uh-huh. remember this? Where somebody asked him like, "What have you been listening to?" And he goes, "Well, I've been listening to a lot of Billy Woods, and yeah. I've been listening to a lot of the shit I made with that guy." And he points at you, yeah, I and every <laughs> and everybody goes whoosh, and <laughs> turns their head at you, and they're like, "Who is that?" Yeah, that's funny. Remember that shit? Yeah, I do. I do remember him asking that. And I'm telling uh, people start with who is that? Who is that? And I and I like I felt very in the know because I go, oh, that, that's Maxo. He's dope. You guys should know Maxo. And everybody goes Maxo Cream. I go, no, that's not Maxo Cream. It's nah, just Maxo Maxo. Cream. Hey, yeah. peace to my nigga Z Loopers because this nigga was saying. We we might just have to get money together. Yeah, honestly, yeah. Me, and, me and Maxwell Cream. That's real. That would For be a, that would be a dope collab. For real, not even just like even if it ain't on no rap shit. Yeah, like, we, 
We gotta, even if it is, yeah. for like for real. Link. Yeah, like we need to. But yeah, it's, I do. I do remember that day. He was talking some shit with his mom. Yeah, okay. that was a, that was a cool ass event. That was cool to see. But so he said, you know, I've been listening to this this song that I did with with him, Maxo, mm. and that just dropped. Mm. Like what last week? So yeah, too. Like yeah, and it was like a little. It was like an event. Yeah. you know, like it came out and it, like it got that instant buzz. It's already got a million streams yeah. on Spotify. So that means it's probably cross platform got millions of Damn. streams. Yeah. So like. Yeah, was that you guys' first time working together? Yeah, that was our first time working together. How was it? That shit was tight. It was cool. We was just chilling, and the song kind of just came about. Yeah. It was me, him, and Alchemist, and I think... Yeah, Alchemist did the beat, right? Yeah, and who else was over there? It was... It might have just been us three. It was like when I first started pulling up on Alchemist. And, yeah, we just kind of cut that shit. I, I, like... Yeah, we just, I did the, started, like, recording my part first, and then he came in, I laid a part after his. So, okay, here's the thing. I know, like, you are a naturally cool motherfucker, and, like, you don't geek about, you're not, like, geeked up about this, but as a rap nerd, and just a nerd in general, <laughs> yeah. like, oh, that's when I started pulling up on Alchemist. Like, hey, that is a rap dude's, like, dream, you feel <laughs> me? So, like, did you ever feel affected by that? When the first time you walk into Al's studio, are you, like... Whoa, I'm like at Al Studio, or was it just like, oh, this is just another day? I mean, I'm a fan just like you, but yeah. I'll be having to get the job done. Also. Yeah, right. So I can't just be in there like fanning out and shit. You feel me? Because, yeah. like, at the end of the day, I'm there like everybody else is. So, can you feel that sense of history in that room though, or what? That shit is, yeah, that's, yeah, it's what? Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah, that shit is, that's, and they're like, that, that like, they good people, so like, yeah. so it's cool. It's they make it easy. Just good vibes. Yeah. That said, like you're a young ass dude. When you walk into a room like that, do you ever feel yourself get intimidated, or is that just not a part of the repertoire? It's like I'm just here to work, and that's it. Uh, I be, I be both, but sometimes I be like. Cause I'm around some great niggas. I know. You feel me? Yeah. Like everybody, like so, it's like. Sometimes I don't be, I'm not approaching it like I'm the, I'm like, okay, I'm going to learn something from this or I'm going to like, I'm going to like, um, let's see how he comes. So I, this maybe can make me come like this mm-hmm. and just like trying to observe the situation and just like, I, I don't know, like, I don't be thinking about it like that, but I just be really trying to make a song, but sometimes I'll Sometimes I just be trying to chill. Yeah. Like, a lot of the time. Right. So it's like, and then sometimes the song just happens. Yeah. So that's how I treat it more so. On some more nerd shit, there's this really old video of of Al talking about when he first started getting around, like, legendary producers, and, mm. and he was just, like, the kid in the room, you know what mm. I'm saying? He People were like, oh, what was it like? And he said, you know what? I just, like stayed around and didn't talk for like two years and just like observed <laughs> yeah. and tried to learn you know what i'm saying well, yeah. and i feel like you know that sense of like humility and, and, and yeah trying to pick up and learn from every situation yeah. that's important yeah. to grow yeah i'll be clowning though too yeah <laughs> i bet you know the first like last year with the shows or the podcast that i was booking and then the beginning of this year you know we talked to loji talked mm-hmm. to the loopers yeah. talked to i talked to pink sifu last mm-hmm. year like 
it was like I was telling you, I just really am fucking with the whole scene that yeah. you guys are involved with right yeah. now. And like you said, you're around a bunch of like very serious artists and just like important people, I think, that mm. like not everybody knows about them yet, right. but everybody's going to know about them. Uh, yeah. Do you, are you ever able to kind of like take that moment in and go like, wow, something special is happening with amongst my peers right now? Does it feel that way or does it just feel like this is normal? It feels like it feels like something's happening for sure. Man, to me too. Yeah, bro. it feels like something's like something's about to turn because it's like it. It sometimes seems like it can't not. Right. You feel me? Because you guys are so active right now we, too. Like, and it's like so many like. It's just like, nigga, I don't know. We just like. It just makes sense. There's a lot of like-minded individuals, I think, that you guys are around that happen to somehow find each other at the right time, bro. Man, shout out, because you got to realize we come from a, like, I don't, I had a, I mean, I had an iPhone. It's after high school, but you feel me? Like, we was on the internet, MySpace, Instagram, not even just com- we've been communicating like that our generation. Yeah. Not for not us specifically. Yeah, 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 yeah. But like that's we, how you learn we on to Instagram communicate. now and yeah, shit. You yeah. feel me? And we like like it's like everybody like it's like it's the world is smaller. Right. It's like uh, two generations ago, maybe you had to like search your whole life to find your people you know like and now it's like you're a dm away sometimes sometimes it's like you could just link with niggas you could just i'm 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 more so be like i'll be tapping in with like 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 the majority of these motherfuckers like livingston like pink seafood like live like loji like you feel me like sage like these niggas are like these is the homies yeah first yeah. So the music like shit the just music makes sense. is always second to me with that. Like I'll be I'll That's be important. trying to get to know niggas. There's something like I like I it told you last like year, there's just something happening. very important happening. I don't know. It feels like something happening. Yeah. But I mean only time I can tell we just That's right. It, that's not really really even I don't know, like this is shit we'll be doing regardless of niggas who's paying attention to right. it or not. This is shit like so it's sometimes not even looked at like right. that. Right. So now that you are at the house recording yourself, mm. collaboration look like nowadays. Like, are you getting beat packs from a bunch of different people, or do you have one person you're checking from first? My folks are close enough to pull up on half the time. Okay, yeah. Like, I like to pull up. So you're not having to work totally over email? Well, nah, yeah. nah. Except for, like, these past, you feel me? Two months. Yeah, yeah. but nah. Yeah. I'll be liking to pull up. Yeah. Are you someone that needs to do a little bit of work every week or do you work in spurts where it's like I might I might record lock myself in the room two days and get shit done mm. or maybe once in a blue moon? Sometimes it go like I'll be trying to be in there for an hour and then the hour turns to two days. Yeah, right. And then I see feel me, sometimes it don't be like that. Right. So the cohesiveness of Lil Big Man and and what I assume the cohesiveness of what all of your future projects are going to be like, it just feels as though all the songs were made on one fucking brainwave. You feel me? Like, they all, like, just make sense as this package together, right? And so I have to wonder if that's achieved by recording 
a shit ton of songs and then picking and choosing? Or did you just kind of like, those are the 13 or so songs that I made? You feel me? Yeah. yeah. Uh, with with that, and I'm, with that, like, I think I had a, not mad songs because I didn't even have no hard drive or nothing. I just had, like, the songs on my laptop. Yeah. But I might have only had, like, 12 like 12 songs and built on those 12 but i was just scrapping songs oh yeah like so i might have had like i don't know like 15 though that i was choosing from yeah like i don't really sometimes i don't be having i'm not the type of nigga that i could just rap 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 into on uh, 100 beats at once that's what i was wondering man. Feel me? Yeah. like i like i rather just like Sometimes I don't have that many songs. Yeah. Or, like, the songs I have, I feel strong about, and I build on those ones. Yeah. Rather than just, like, putting that energy into something completely different. That makes sense. Feel me? Like, because more so, when I make songs, I like to just put them together. Like, this... Like, you can't just do this on another song. Right. Because it's for this song. So, Mm -hmm. it's like... It's specific. And if it's not too good, it's not good enough, then obviously that's that. Out the way, But yeah. I don't know. I, I can't record that, that some may, shit. I, I love that. Like, that um, if you're writing for a song, it's for that song, and it won't fit anywhere else. Because I think there's a lot of people that just go, oh, I got these two bars here and these four bars here, and yeah. I'm throwing them together, and now it's something. Yeah. And that works for some people, too. But, Everybody got their process. Right, exactly. But I I think, like, that kind of specificity within your writing, you, could, you can... F- feel it when you listen like oh this is Word. this was this idea Word. you know what i'm saying Word. that's that's beautiful yeah thank yeah. you man yeah, for yeah. real what do you miss most about being in, in be, life being normal what do you want to get back to what do i want to get back to i wish they'll put these fucking rims on the court man. like damn. oh yeah they take all the rims off the courts like no, in mad, she- on mad parks so i just been trying to hoop miss hooping uh other than I didn't that, even think about that. My unathletic ass. Yeah. <laughs> Other than that, I want the league. I do want to see basketball on TV. I want to be able to pull up on my people. Yeah. Um, and just make music with people in person. I miss restaurants. <laughs> yeah. I miss like sitting down and going to eat somewhere. Yeah. Fast food restaurants. Some fast food restaurants. Like I'm. Like I don't know. I, I miss restaurants, but I more so just miss like the occasion of like going and get something to eat with mm-hmm. the homie or with my shirty and mm-hmm. just like chilling outside of that right you feel me you can't even uh we went to go get something to eat the other day we had to stand up wait it was like far as fuck the window was blocked off i'm like what the fuck it's right. the most going on right i get it though Right, it's important. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, that said, it feels weird, man. It feels weird. I do miss fast food—not fast food, but just like different foods. Mm -hmm. I do miss like I miss the beach. Oh, you feel me? We'll be going up right now, but I definitely miss the beach. It's Um, hot, like you like. Yeah, it's about to be miserable summer heat, and, like, what, we just we're not going to be able to what do shit. Yeah, just air conditioning. What the hell? Do you miss playing shows? That I do. Yeah. yeah miss bad. Yeah. yeah. I really miss that Were you shit. playing a lot of shows last year? I was doing quite a few, yeah. Yeah. Did, I was doing Did you go on the road? I didn't go on the road last year. Uh, I just 
had shows with the homies just scattered out yeah. everywhere. Have you have you toured yet? Uh-uh. Is that something that you look forward to or that you're pensive about? How do you feel about touring? You think you're going to like it? I think just from what I heard from the homies, like some aspects of it, I think I would like, I got to like how I'm spending time around though. So, like, you feel me? Oh, and yeah. it's like being on the bus with niggas that I don't really fuck with like that. Just, it got to be right. Like, I'm not right. just going to do that. Yeah. Especially opening and shit. Like, I got to, I'd rather just set up my own shit to be, get to the point where I could do that. Well, so that's what I wonder. I think, like, if and when concerts become a thing again, obviously. Damn, this nigga hit me with that, bro. That's, that's is hard. Is that what it is? I, like, I don't, you don't know. think they're going to happen ever? So I do think that they will happen again eventually, mm. right? Because, like, there have been things like this in the past, mm. and life has gotten back to, to normal, right? Mm. That said, it could be months. It could be True. a year. It could be two years. True. Like, and then it's like... I still wonder, and this is just me, I'm not an expert, obviously, and mm -hmm. I read the same shit everybody else reads and everybody's yeah. misinformed, but I just have to wonder, like, when they talk about making a vaccine for this, is it going to be a vaccine that, like, cures this virus in humans, or is it going to be a vaccine similar to, like, a flu vaccine where you got to get one every year yeah. and kind of hope that it's good for that iteration of the virus that yeah. year? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so either way, it's like if we get rid of COVID or if it becomes COVID season— that's going to mm. affect concerts either way. You feel me? Like, yeah. it's going to be like, oh, people don't want to go on tour in the fall because it's COVID season. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That is true. So anyway, that's a side rant. My point is. Nah, that is hella true. Yeah. That is hella true. I'm wondering how he, people, how we're going to adjust when it's cool. Like, you know? or like, Or like what I've also been thinking about is how crazy it is that. Like, I don't want it to be like other situations when we just become accustomed to some shit for a long time and right. don't even notice it until, like, we've been doing this shit for two years straight. Right. And, like, we've been wearing masks and we've been right. maneuvering extra cautiously for... We've already been in for a few months. Yep. Been in it, so... Well, and that's, like, what I was talking to you about off-air is, like, before 9-11... Well, like, when, when the shoes... Having to take our shoes off after 9-11 started, I was like... This better not be forever. Where and now that's twenty years ago yo, or ten, ten years ago. You, you feel know what me? Saying? And, right. and, and nobody even thinks about it. Anymore. Really though. Like, yeah, and no other country does that. It's just our country. That shit is crazy. And it's like we just accept it. So so yeah, I really I do think that crazy. there's gonna be like some weird adjustments, adjustments, and so. and and governmental sort of Overwatch. That's gonna that that at first we're gonna be like fuck this, yeah. and then it's gonna be like oh well this is just, it this is what is it is the norm. Yeah, like, this is what it is. I'll be high, bro. So anyway, to get back to what I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> I'm high. Nigga. I'm about to be on Instagram live performing. Uh, that's what I'm saying. It's like that's nasty. When, when concerts come back, right? You personally, do you foresee yourself wanting to go that route of like, all right, I'd rather go open and tour? We need to that. We need that human interaction. There's like, some, yeah, there's something real. spiritual about that, like that's that tribalism. You that's know? a different type of gathering if you're doing it right. And for so many years, that is how people found their people. That you feel me? You that know? can't be conveyed, like no, like on comments. You like, can't like comments on Instagram Live. That's not the same. It's just like it depends on what you're going for. Yeah. That's good for a different feeling. Yeah, but it's like I don't know, like when you when you on when you on the stage, like. It's similar to like a preacher. 
Oh, yeah. Like, so you can't, like, I don't know, like, doing that all digital, like, it's just weird. I don't know. I, it's just, like, that type of shit makes me want to just, like, maybe, like, I don't know, sometimes use my words, like, without a beat. Uh-huh. You feel me? And not even, like, it made me not even think rap, like, because that's such a big part. Yeah. So it's like, like, I don't know. It's like, that shit weird. Like, I like not performing is so crazy. Not being able to do shows. That's the whole, that's how music started, off shows, not mm-hmm. off the, you feel me? Like, yeah. niggas have to pull up to feel that. If you can't right. do that, right. the root is like, so I don't know. That's different. But we'll see. Little Big Man has been out now for a year. Mm. Do you, as an artist, put pressure on yourself to keep some sort of timeline? Like, do you feel those footsteps? Uh, yeah, yeah. But I ain't never stopped recording, though. You're right. Yeah. And so when will you know that it's right to put something out? Have you had to push something back already because of this? Uh, Mentally, yeah. Okay. I haven't really. I've just been kind of cutting. Yeah. Like, but... This shit do have me thinking about shit yeah. differently. Like, if I want to drop around something. But I'm like, for any, like, it is a, for any nigga coming up, it's a good time to, like, build your shit the yeah. right way. Yeah. On some, like, momentum shit. Yeah. And, like, strategize. So I've just been trying to do that. Have you started having those harassing fans yet? Going like, hey, when's the next shit? When's the next shit? What's niggas happening? Be in, niggas be bugging me. Yeah. Like, motherfuckers be bugging me. And the homies. So I, I, that's when I know I got to drop something. Right. Like, how far along you think you are? Uh, I got I got some songs. You got joints? Yeah, I got some songs that yeah. I like. Uh, but... I just need to. I just need to keep cutting. Like I have a few things in the works. Right it's not now. done yet, though. You, like cu- you, you'll got, know when it's finished. I got a couple projects in the works. Oh, to nice. Be, to be honest, that's so, dope. So we just like just going. Yeah. When you're working on multiple things at one time, are you? Do you? Are you somebody where it's like, right when you start writing it, you know this one's for that one, this one's for mm. this project, and this song is for that project, or is it like depending on how this turns out, it could be for either one. Uh, right now it's like at the like it sometimes it it varies. Like I just started doing that this year, working on like two things because like it just happened that way. Yeah. So like it could change. Like the process could change. I feel you. I don't know. I just kind of if it fits, it fits. Yeah, yeah. During this like safer from home orders, have you been lucky enough to have not been really like affected economically, or have you been like fuck? Where's the rent coming from? Like, is that a stress in your life? Are you good? Uh, I'm, I'm all right. I'm trying to just be there for my family. That's what I'm wondering. Is like, do you have people in your family who are like I'm shaky? Yeah, for sure. Same. Um, and so many friends are like, dude, all my friends got, got canned during this shit. Like all my homies are unemployed right now. It's crazy. I'm I'm around a bunch of artists. So we like, how do we even get unemployed? Like, yeah, Yeah. like, like people trying to build businesses up. You feel me? So it's like a lot of that, like everybody's scattered. Right. 
Because you guys are all, yeah, exactly. You guys are all trying to build your own personal brands. Yeah. And it's like, here you are in the middle of this thing that. Some shit that can't nobody control. Right, exactly. And I would say, like, you know, last year, late 2019, you guys, whole that whole scene is like really starting to yeah come together to a head yeah and then it's like boom this shit hits yeah it's 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 crazy but i feel like it hasn't really stopped the momentum that's not what i'm trying to imply word, at all. Word, word. but i could see it being scary for people who was like well fuck i was just starting to get my shit together and now it's like <laughs> how what am i supposed to do we was just talking about that and it is it kind of it sucks it's just we like especially aside from that, like when niggas was just starting to get like nice mm-hmm. at what we doing, like mm-hmm. so and knowing what we doing and mm-hmm. coming into that, mm-hmm. so it's like that's confusing. Off top, that's mm-hmm. confusing, and it's gonna be telling when we're out of this. I think, like it's it's, I think it's just like it's gonna be it's gonna be hard. I think it'll probably, in the long run, end up separating kind of, like, the people that come out on top at the end of this shit are the ones who are, like, able to think on their toes and get yeah. creative, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I could, yeah, for real. Hopefully we can stay sharp. Yeah, for real. You got pets or anything? I got two dogs. You, you got know, two dogs? I just got a third. What? Uh, a little, um... French bulldog. Oh, she got yeah, a Frenchie. Yeah, yeah. Those are those are adorable. Helly cute. Yeah, but like honestly, like a little pit bull. You got pit bull. Yeah, like yeah. she's. That's what the French is oh, the, like. A yeah. little pit bull. Oh, absolutely. But I yeah. got two pit bulls. Oh, how old are they? Mm, one is old, like fourteen. No mm-hmm. shit. That one, is that is old. Yeah, one is uh, like younger than that like more hyper yeah 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 they're, they're like puppies till they die man it's crazy they never calm down <laughs> they never chill yeah it's kind of like pit, I, those are the first two pit bulls i had and one of them is more relaxed but he's a he's a pit bull boxer yeah and the other one's a full pit they stay at your the, all of them at your mom's crib yeah yeah, yeah right yeah, so nice it's, that's a lot to handle while she home alone with them. For real. Yeah. Well, she, yeah. I got two brothers and oh, okay, everything. Yeah. So, yeah. Like, everybody. Oh, yeah. You're the oldest brother. Or, no, no. no you're the, the middle. I'm the middle child. Yeah, that's like, right. Because you got an older brother that spits. Yeah, yeah. I remember he that. used to spit. Yeah. He used to spit. He did spit. But now he doesn't rap no yeah, more. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, and I got a little brother. And he can't even graduate. Uh, oh, was he a senior? <laughs> yeah, he's a senior. It's crazy. I feel I feel so bad for kids that are seniors this year because like kind of crazy, yeah. I, and it didn't hit me until like it hit me, and I was like, "Damn, this man can't even graduate." Mm-hmm. And you know what? When I was in high school, I wouldn't have cared that much about graduating. But what I would have cared about that just hit me the other day it was like all these dudes' sports events are going to be canceled. Yeah. And I would have, if I would have missed my senior year of playing baseball, like, mm. oh, I would have been miserable. Yeah, you know what I'm real. saying? Like, think about people just getting scouted. Right. They junior year right. was getting scouted, and now senior year, when they're about to go off, it's a wrap. What can you, yeah, exactly. Like, that's devastating. Just, just that's like, devastating. nail on the foot. Yeah, and that's the thing, is like, Man, I wasn't... when you come back, you don't know when the game's going to be back up, so when you come back, you might be on this, uh, this old and right. in sports like missed your window you feel me yeah so and even for the dudes that aren't getting scouted or, or yeah. like it's like 
I moved in that way my my senior year playing baseball. I played three seasons that year because mm. I knew like this is my last chance to ever play baseball. Yeah. I'm not going anywhere for yeah. it, so I'm going to play as much as I possibly can because yeah. I know this is the last time I'll ever play. Yeah. And I enjoyed the fuck out of that yeah, summer. Yeah, yeah. Just to miss that kind of shit is mm. it's just sad for people, man. Mm. Like that's a real that's a real downer. Mm. So yeah, shout out to any high school seniors that yeah, are listening. Man. I feel bad for you guys. Shout man. out all the seniors. Yeah, that's a bummer. Um, yeah. That now they're saying they might put like put classes back in and by July or something like that in California. <laughs> I motherfuckers, think motherfuckers gonna graduate when they twenty five. <laughs> <laughs> Three years down the line, like they gonna be like, I get to walk the stage. Oh, just like, like full beards yeah, and shit. Like, like what? You yeah. graduated in twenty twenty, bro. It's twenty twenty four. Just all fucking tattoo sleeves <laughs> up and shit. Like, real, people yeah. pulling up with their kids. <laughs> Really though. Their kids are seniors now. <laughs> it's crazy. Oh man. It's crazy. Before we get out of here, Max, so tell the people where they can find you online. Uh run that back. Uh R-U-N-D-A-T-B-A-C-C on Twitter and run that back on Instagram, R-U-N-D-A-T-B-A-C-K. Maxo Wherever. Spotify. Yeah. All that shit. Yeah. SoundCloud, nigga. If you guys are late to the party and just finding out about Maxo right now, which I hope you're not, 2019's release, Little Big Man, one of my favorite projects of last year. Absolutely phenomenal record from front to back. It's one of those ones where right now that it's springtime, it's the perfect time to put in and just roll the windows down. It feels like one of those. Maybe I should retweet the link. 95 like Jeep bangers, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, it just feels good. It's a good record, and right. it's a perfect time to replay it. So right. find that on Spotify. Run that up. Tap in. The new song with Earl just came out. What is it called again? Uh, Whole, Whole World. World. Yeah. Whole World on Spotify. You can find that. Amazing feature. And beyond that, what are you going to perform today? Uh, I'm going to do some new. So I got a couple new, like some Lucy shit coming in All right. a couple days. All right. Yeah. We got a, we're going to have an unreleased track from Maxwell that you guys are going to see on YouTube. It, I'm excited about that. It, yeah. It, by the time this come out, it, it might will be, be released. released. Okay. Yeah. Hey, it's great to catch up with you again. Like I said, if you guys are just um, tapping in for the first time, you can go back to 2019, search the You Feel Me podcast. We did a very in-depth interview mm-hmm. on that one. This is just kind of a catch-up mm-hmm. to see how we're all feeling during the fucking global pandemic. Word. Unsure, I think, is the summary. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> That's the truth. Uh, so look for Maxo online at Run Dat Back. Peace. And you can find me online on Twitter at It's Intuition. You can find us as a unit at Kinda Neat. YouTube.com slash kinda neat and everything wrapped up in a pretty package on kinda neat.net. That's my man Maxo. I'm Lee and this was kinda neat. Yeah.